Everybody says they hate snitches and they hate rats. But what if it's your lifestyle that's doing the snitching? This is round nine of the Fight Club podcast. We're talking about mindsets that lead you to get locked up. Coming up next. Before we get started, go ahead and smash that like button. If you're not subscribed yet, go ahead and become a subscriber, man. Support the Fight Club. And the way you do that is like, share, and like I said, subscribe. Hit the notification bell so you can get all the videos right now and coming up in the future. And every time that I get an opportunity to go speak, to go minister somewhere, hey, listen, you'll be the first to know. So what's good? I'm Jared. Welcome to the Fight Club. This is the place we fight for our lives and help others fight for theirs. Listen, and I've been on a vacation with my wife. It's a good time to rest and reflect. And uh, we're getting right back in it. This is round nine of the Fight Club podcast. And in this episode, we're talking about mindsets that lead to your incarceration. You know, nobody will say, hey, they woke up today saying I want to go to prison, right? Nobody wants to go to prison. And everybody hates snitches. But first of all, you shouldn't be involved in anything that someone could snitch on you that leads you to get locked up. Second of all, you shouldn't be involved with anyone or any type of activity where somebody have information on you that can call the police and get you incarcerated. Third of all, our actions should line up and honor God. Fourth of all, there's certain mindsets that'll lead to your incarceration. And that's what we're going to be here to talk about. Understand this is the fight club and I help you identify and initiate your fight. And so your mind, there's a battle in your mind. And if you don't overcome that battle, your mindset will create actions that'll lead to your incarceration. Round eight of the Fight Club podcast, we talked about habits and slavery and how your habits will actually lead you into a place of bondage. Things you do habitually, second nature, things you do which you don't even think about. Those type of habits, if they're not productive, then they will lead to your demise. They will destroy your life over time. A couple of weeks ago, I was at the uh, drug diversion program. I was uh, speaking there. Young lady asked me, did I smoke? And I told her, no, I don't smoke. And I said, hey, listen, I rid myself of habits that was taken away from me before I got the opportunity to give to myself. And so I said, smoking cigarettes, smoking black and miles, drinking, smoking weed, uh, even clubbing, going out all the time, buying excessively. These things take out of your, out of your life, right? Out of your pockets, consistently, consistently, consistently. If you're not making enough money that goes back into your life, where you can not only support your life, but you can invest in a lifestyle or invest in something that's going to bring back a return, then you have habits that are actually robbing you of your life, robbing you of your sustainability, robbing you of your focus, robbing you of your purchase, your purpose, robbing you consistently. These habits are destroying your life over time. And so today we're going to piggyback on that a little bit. This will be a two part series because I want to go into my incarceration, how old I was when I first got incarcerated, things I was doing 
much time that I got and the way um, things that I learned to help me put that um, lifestyle into the past and so I could focus on my purpose that God gave me. And so today, we're going to just talk about five. I got like 10, but we're just going to keep it simple. We're going to talk about five mindsets that lead to your incarceration. Mindset number one. I don't give up. That mindset right there will lead you to prison. Listen. When you have that mindset, you have no consideration for yourself, no consideration for anybody that you're in a relationship with, no consideration for your children, no consideration for anybody else. A person that has that mindset is a dangerous person. It's actually a person you need to stay away from, and it's a person that you shouldn't be under any circumstance. A person that says, I don't give a they have no self-awareness. They have no sense of consequences. They have no sense that their actions amount to something. Listen, not only do slippers count, but your decisions matter, okay? Your decisions matter. Things that you do, whatever you sow, you're going to reap. And if you have no concept of sowing and reaping, then you're basically insane because an insane person does the same thing expecting a different result okay you will never see a life change if you continue to carry out the same behavior the same actions the same habits over and over and over and that person that says i don't give a what's really going on is they are angry because their life is in a perpetual cycle and they can't see their way out. And so what they've done is actually they verbalized them giving up. They actually put a name on giving up. When you say, I don't give a f you basically gave up. You've given up on your life and now you no longer care about your actions and how they affect yourself or others. Like I said again, that person is dangerous. You need to stay away from that person. One of my mentors told me, that people with poor problem-solving skills often get angry and they're looking for someone to attach their anger to. And so when you don't know how to manage your life and you don't know how to um, make the decisions that will impact your life in a positive manner, your tendency is to be mad or angry. Your tendency is to not care. And then you stop caring about yourself and others. And so in order to rid yourself from this mentality, I'm going to tell you like an old, one of my old pastors told me, he said, you got to eat the crow. And what he meant was, whatever you sow, you're going to reap. And when you're reaping, when you're in the process of reaping all the bad that you've done, guess what? You got to go ahead and own up to it. Be accountable. Be a man about it. Say, hey, you did what you did. Ask God for forgiveness. Forgive yourself and move on. This is a time to learn better skills in order to change your bad habits to good habits. Um, on round eight, we talked about working on this nature. This nature cannot be overcame by itself in and of itself. It takes God to actually come in and change your nature from the inside out. The Bible says, if any man is in Christ, is a new creature. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things become new. It also says that the law of the spirit of life has made us free from the law of sin and death. See, the wages of sin is death. So whatever what you're doing, you're reaping death on yourself. And so that wages is a payment. And that payment, um, 
that's what you owe. That's what you're owed. Meaning that's the payment that you're going to receive from the actions that you're doing, from the things you commit. And so when you ask for forgiveness, what God comes to do is he wipes the slate clean. And doesn't mean that now you no longer are accountable for the things you've done. What it means is now he's going to have mercy and he's going to allow these things that you've done to actually work together for your good once you learn from your mistakes. So when you learn from your mistakes, now you're in the point where you are forgetting those things which are behind you, right? And now you're working towards developing skills that are going to be beneficial to your future, all right? You're going to be working towards developing skills that are going to be beneficial to your future. And so you stop having that I don't give a attitude. Now you say, okay, I see what I've done. I learned from my mistakes. And now I'm going to eat my crow, meaning I'm going to own up. I'm going to be accountable for the things that I've done, and I'm going to work my way through it. And this is sometimes the hardest part of life. We think that once we surrender our life to God and, you know, um, turn our back on our past and our former commitments that were leading to our destruction, we think it's going to be easy breezy. But no, Satan, your enemy of your soul, actually attacks you at your commitment level. You have a cross to bear. And when you're dying to your old life, what God is doing is he's working his new life in you. And the law of the spirit of life is making you free from the law of sin and death. It's like gravity. If there's a force, say gravity, unless there's another force that's going to come and stop your fall, gravity will let you continue to fall. And so with death, is is like a continual fall. But the law of the spirit of life catches you. And when it catches you, it changes your momentum from down to up. Now God is perpetually taking you up. Now the things that you're learning is actually causing you to bear the image of the Son of God, right? And so now your image is changing from the inside out. Now you're no longer destructive, but you're constructive. Now you're no longer destroying your life. God is actually causing you to be a builder of life. And so things will be getting to change but you got to own up to the things you've done. Ask God forgiveness and have a mentality to, hey, I want to be a better person. I want to be another person. I don't want to be the same individual I once was. I want to have walked in the newness of life. And so this is some of the keys in order to get rid of that. I don't give an attitude. Mindsets will get you locked up. Number two, you can't tell me nothing person that cannot be told anything is a fool. The Bible says that a fool disregards rebuke or reproof. Alright? But a person who loves rebuke is wise. What is rebuke? Rebuke is correction. Rebuke is somebody telling you that you're wrong or telling you that, hey, there's other ways of doing what you're doing. And when you take heed to that rebuke, the Bible actually considers you as a wise person. And so if you can't be told anything, you're a fool and you can't learn it. That type of person perish for a lack of knowledge. I want to learn everything that I can. I want to be corrected when I'm wrong. I want to make better decisions. I want to learn skills to help me be a better person, a better father, a better husband, a better businessman. And the only way I'm going to learn is if I listen, if I take heed, all right? And so 
A person who can't be told anything will not listen to wise instructions. The Bible says, in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. In the multitude of counselors, things are established. And what it's saying is when you have people that are wise around you that can get to you, that can talk your language, that can speak into your life, then guess what? Things will be established. You'll be in a, a midst of safety. But a person who cannot hear anybody, a person who refuses, I don't care how angry or mad you are at the world. Remember, we talked about I don't give a... When you have that type of mentality, guess what? You can't hear nobody. And when you can't hear nobody, guess what? You can't learn anything. When you can't learn anything, you're going to perish for lack of knowledge. Prison is right around the corner. When you stop listening, most people, they end up incarcerated. They have a problem with authority figures. And I get it. Someone may have hurt you. A parent may have hurt you. You may have lost your trust in someone. But once you start bucking against all authority figures, they're an authority for a reason. And once you start bucking against them, guess what? You start bucking against God. Nobody can reach you. And you'll end up finding yourself incarcerated. And so the best way, the best thing to do is take heed to wise counsel. Be a type of person who listens. That's why God gave you one mouth and two ears. Have your ears open. When someone is trying to bring correction in your life, it's out of love. I, we think love is this warm feeling on the inside that makes me feel good and all that. No, the Bible says and correction is love. The Bible says whom the Lord corrects, that's the person he loves. And so when he brings people in your life to bring correction, what he's doing is he's actually bringing love in your life because he wants to see you on another trajectory. All right. Number three, if I want it, I'm going to take it. I had a tendency to always try to get over. But I'm going to tell you something. From experience, there is no shortcuts in life. The Bible even says if you chase money, it'll, it'll vanish in the wind. And what it's saying is there is no shortcuts. Whatever you get. I'm not saying that you got to break your back to get it. But what I am saying is there is a process that you go through, that you learn skills in order to possess the things that you have and even with success success is not a place or a destination that you reach success is the process of you learning different things you're learning about yourself you're learning about your skill set you're learning about where you want to go in life you're learning more about your purpose and that right there in and of itself is creating success within you there is no shortcuts you can't jump from level three to level 10. No, there's a reason why you got to go to level three, four, five, six, seven, eight, or steps one, two, three, four, five, because there's going to be things that you learn on every step of the way. And so you can't skip steps. All right. You'll miss valuable information. You'll miss valuable experiences trying to skip steps. And one thing I learned, whatever you try to accomplish or whatever you get in the world that is against God or against God's way of doing things, once you come to the realization that you need God and you got to humble yourself, guess what? You can't bring it with you because you got it illegal. You got it illegal. I, everything that I accumulated in the world that I went and did it my own way, guess what? I lost everything because I got it 
wrong way. I try to skip steps. And the things that God wants to establish in life, he's building a firm foundation. And that takes time. I say it like this. A tree, it grows down, it grows up, and then it grows out. And then the fruit comes. And so what is that? Down is the roots growing up, strong trunk, then growing out, strong branches, right? That's the way God does things. It says seed, time, and harvest. So whatever you're sowing in one season, you'll reap in the next season, right? Mindsets that'll get you locked up. Number four, fall till you fall. That's the cash money model. This fall till you fall. That's exactly what happens. Fall till you fall. You know how many people are in prison right now. In the feds right now. Because their mentality was fall till you fall. Till you fall. Get all that you can while you can. Do whatever you can to get it. Rob whoever you gotta rob. Steal whatever you gotta steal. Lie to whoever you gotta lie to. Manipulate whoever you gotta manipulate. Get over on whoever you gotta get over. Fall till you fall. Wrong better is a deeper ditch. You are accountable for your actions in life. You think God don't see you? You don't think God watching you? But I don't say we were, we were created in his image. You don't think he concerned? Let me tell you something. He's concerned about you. All right? He's concerned about how you live. And even more importantly, that he's fair. Meaning that whatever you sow, you're going to reap. That's fair. Right? That means let me give you what you're asking for. Okay? I was thinking about it today. How much wrong I was doing. How much wrong? How much getting over? How much lying to people I was doing? And I had to reap everything back. I I had some miserable years because I kept on doing the same thing over and over again over and over again. The last case that I caught, it was just by the grace of God that I surrendered my life to God and told him I was tired of running. Because that's exactly what I was doing. I was running wild. I was running the streets wild. I was really hurt from a, a bad relationship. I was hurt from some things that didn't take place in my life and I didn't cope well with it. And I ran back into the streets because that's what I knew. And in doing so, man, I reaped a lot of stuff that I sold. And the last case that I got is only by the grace of God that I actually went to court and represented myself. It was me versus the state. And I actually got a chance to walk free. Okay. That was only by the grace of God. And I'll tell the story next uh, next week um, around 10. But when you think that you're going to fall till you fall, you will, you basically become the devil. The devil, the Bible says, he's a liar from the beginning. And a full-blown liar will lie to anybody. Will lie to yourself. 
I was lying to myself. Everything I thought I was doing that I, I thought I enjoyed, I was really lying to myself. Let me tell you something, lust is never satisfied. You'll never have enough money. You'll never have enough women. Never have enough sex. Never have enough drugs. You will never be satisfied. Never. Your soul will be empty. You'll be trying to fill a void that only God himself can fill. Yeah, everything that you accumulate, guess what? Your soul, your whole of your soul will just get bigger and bigger and bigger. This is why people kill themselves because they feel like they, the feeling that they're searching for is unattainable because only doing right will give you confirmation of good feelings, okay? Only living right will give you that type of confirmation of peace or joy or love. Only living right, only living and honoring God will give you that. Everything else is fleeting, and that's on purpose because God created us and wired us that we be in contact and relationship with him. And so anything outside of that is just you're just searching for a feeling. You're just searching for a certain uh, reality that you will never achieve. The Bible says all that is in the world is the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. And let me break it down. The lust of the eyes is lusting after what you see. And so what you see can change different faces, different waists, different bodies. Everything you see can change different locations, different cars, different clothes. All these things continue to change, 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 change. So all this in the world, lust of the eyes and lust of the flesh, that means lusting after a feeling that your flesh gets by interacting with something, right? Lust has no gender. You know what I'm saying? So lusting can bring you into into a union with things that you were never supposed to touch. You were never supposed to encounter. And now that your desires are so strong, that guess what? You are experimenting with things that God never meant you to experiment with. All right. And the pride of life, the pride of life just means that the feeling that you get after you've achieved something, the feeling that you get when now people look at you like you the man, right? You got the juice, whatever. And so all that's in the world, but the Bible says, do not love the world. These are the things that are in the world. And so all that is in the world is those things. And those are the very things that the devil uses to get you away from God. He tries to lure you with your eye gate. He tries to lure you with the feeling. He tries to lure you with the respect or a pride, right? He tries to get you into that realm because once he got you in that realm, you start idolizing yourself or idolizing things or idolizing feelings. And now when you are idolizing these things, you put them in front of God. And when you put them in front of God, you're giving God something to war against, because the Bible says God is not mocked. No flesh gonna glory in his presence. And so he's humble. <laughs> he will humble his creation before his creation will glory in his presence. Let me just put it like that. And so the wrong mindset is bald till you fall. The right mindset is, guess what? Be content in the level you have. Focus on your purpose in life and the goals that you want to achieve and work towards those things. Then you'll have a life that you'll be proud of and be satisfied with, with contentment, right? So knowing where I am, when I'm there, and what I'm working towards. Mindsets that'll get you locked up, number five. I'm just keeping it real. Man, keeping it real got a lot of people locked up. 
Keeping it real got people taking charges with people that don't even look out for them, that don't even put money on their books. I, I was locked up for five years, okay? Five years day for day. I'm gonna tell you something. People will forget about you. When you're no longer providing for people, they will forget about you. They won't love you like they say they did. The people that you thought you were keeping it real for. You know, people will take whatever you give them. When I was selling dope, guess what? I had I had people that would be around me because of what I was providing, what I was bringing to the table. But as soon as I no longer had, as soon as I was no longer providing, as soon as I was no longer putting it on the table, guess what? They weren't at the table no more. They only loved me for what I had or what I could do. They only loved me for how I made them feel, right? And I thought I was keeping it real with them. What I was really doing was lying to myself. A lot of y'all that's still hustling, still grinding and thinking that you're doing something because people are around you because of what you got. I'm telling you, as soon as you shut them off, or as soon as you no longer grind it anymore, as soon as you no longer um, get in the bag like you once were, guess what? They're going to disappear on you. And if you get jammed up in the streets, you get jammed up with a case, guess what? They're not going to be there for you. They're not going to put money in their books. They're not even built for it. Most people are not loyal, okay? Because loyalty is something that has to grow when the relationship is mutual before you're providing anything. They got to be loyal to you as a person, not what you can provide. If they're not loyal to who you are, they're not going to be loyal after you no longer provide what you once provided. Okay, and this goes for relationships. This goes for homeboys, homegirls, and all this. And so the people you think that's around you because of you, they're not. They're around you because of what you bring to the table. All right? So keeping it real, the real way, the real way you keep it real is to keep it real with God. The Bible says he is like a brother. He will stick closer than a brother. He will never leave you nor forsake you. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's consistency, right? He will never turn his back on you. He will always provide for you. He will always bring out the best. He'll do exceeding abundance of all you can ask, think, or imagine. His ears are open to the cries of the broken heart, and he binds up their wounds. Listen, God has been there every step of the way, and he actually brought people in my life that are loyal, and I got to respect him for that. He kept it real. He showed me what keeping it real was all about, and now as he keeps it real, guess what? I can learn how to keep it real, and, being, and keeping it real is keeping it real with myself, knowing my vulnerabilities, knowing my weaknesses, knowing my strengths, knowing what I need to work on, knowing I need to work towards, knowing who I need to cut out my life, knowing what doors to close, what to open, knowing what I don't need to put in front of me, and knowing what I do need to put in front of me. This is all self-improvement. This is all skill building, right? We talked about overcoming habits. You got to learn skills in order to overcome one habit is to create better habits. And this is how you keep it real. Being 100% authentic, your authentic self. If you're not comfortable who you are, it's because you might still be hiding who you are. 
And once you begin to be comfortable who you are, you don't care about any opinions that people have. And any feedback that people have, you can only just use that as ammunition, only use that as fuel to get better and to get stronger, right? This is what it is and what it means to keep it real. And once you are solid, once you have a person with principles, once you are accountable and self-aware, then you can produce or set the tone for other people to come in your life and keep it real. But until you come to that point, then people are going to be fake around you because you're fake. So a short recap on mindsets that will lead you to prison. Number one, I don't give up. Number two, you can't tell me nothing. Number three, if I want it, I'm going to take it. Number four, fall till you fall. And number five, I'm just keeping it real. Listen, these mindsets will send you straight to prison. If you really want to avoid prison, the first thing I'm going to say is you got to get right with God. Honestly, this whole culture is built on infrastructure, uh, (laughs) a project to prison pipeline or music biz to prison pipeline. Let me explain. The record execs own stocks in prisons and they pay for rappers to talk about criminal activity so that they can increase their stocks when you go to prison or the people that hear the rap music that condone the behavior they start participating in lifestyles get incarcerated get locked up or die they're making money alright you gotta break out this infrastructure that's why I stopped listening to certain type of music because I can't say that I'm trying to change my life I can't say that I'm a new creature I can't say that I want better for my myself and my children if I continue to condone the same behavior in my listening it's all about appetites and if you're feeding yourself that then that's what you'll end up producing in your life okay and so if you really want to avoid prison stop feeding yourself you gotta destroy the appetite for destruction Jay-Z had a verse and I want to say renegade he said I had an appetite. No, no, no. I don't know what song it was in. But he said I had an appetite for destruction and I scraped the play. All those and girls, girls, girls. Appetite for destruction and I scraped the play. No, 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 no. You have to, whatever you starve will die. Whatever you feed will grow. And so I starved out that music till it's dead to me now. I get no pleasure, no enjoyment out of any music that's promoting killing drug using, disrespecting women, um, drug selling, hustling. I, I don't condone any of that type of music because I know that type of music led to a type of lifestyle that took me, brought me straight to prison, right? And people could say, oh, well, you committed those crimes and you, you did that. It was a soundtrack of my life that led me to that direction. And so I knew the devil was behind it. Bible says he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. He's doing it through our music. And so you got to starve that appetite for that and then replace it with something that's going to be beneficial to your life. And that's where a lot of our, our young men in our culture and our community, this is where they're failing at. This is why they're being incarcerated. This is why they're getting locked up because the things that they're listening 
on a consistent basis. The diet that they have for the music choices that they're making is is doing nothing but promoting their bad decisions, their wrong choices. And then they're going out and getting people pregnant. Or females that listen to the same type of music and you wonder why you can't have no successful relationships because everybody that you deal with is full of music talking about disrespecting women. And so these are mindsets. Again, like I said, to lead you straight into prison. And the way you break those break those habits, break those chains of incarceration is change the mindset. Change the mindset. Change the habits. Change the appetite. You'll see a changed life. Hey, listen, I'm Jared. This is the Fight Club, a place we fight for our lives and help others fight for theirs. Please share, like, subscribe, hit the notification bell to get all videos, Fight Club. Um, click the link below, get you some Fight Club merch um, or support by our person in my book, Einstein Keys, Building Lasting Relationships. So often people look for the right type of person to connect with, but how often do we take the initiative to be that type of person? And so that book is about self work and us work. And listening to the next time we get together, hey, you can't win a fight that you're not in. I'm Jared. This is the Fight Club.